Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's very first Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today's guest is Miklos Kotor, site lead of Thermo Fisher Scientific in Budapest. One is not born a site lead. Miklos's journey wasn't lacking twists and turns and valuable learnings either. His story is proof that with purpose and serving others, you can get ahead more than you can imagine. It's not about what's been expected, but it's really what's in you. This is what you need to express, so you need to bring in your own feelings, your, your own story, uh, what you want to talk about and drive it that way. So bring yourself to life uh, rather than trying to bring other thoughts to life and then it's going to work. And uh, well, it's working in most of the cases. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our global team of more than 75,000 colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Behind the Science, we introduce career stories from our team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode, again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. Hello, Mickey. How are you doing today? Um, really great. Had a tough night, but I'm, I'm really, really happy to be here. What happened? Uh, it was a discussion with, with one of my society members. It was a long, long, long discussion. Uh, and we are having some plans to further develop our social house that we've been building. We asked for a small plan to expand uh, our current um, house that we have uh, for older people. And that became like a really huge plan after the uh, architects have been looking into that. So anyway, um, we'll figure it out. And the financials look to be enormous that we need to somehow gather. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you are, you're going to be able to help on that front. Absolutely. On that as well. And, and anything else too. So... Listen, great to have you here on the show. Thank you. So I was really, really looking forward to this conversation um, on our very next episode of, of the Behind the Science podcast. So without further ado, I'm here with none other than, with than uh, Miki Kotor, our very own site lead. Um, I'm Tomás Sokus, and uh, you're listening to Behind the Science. So before we get started, um, just a couple of questions, right? Coffee or tea? D. Phone call or chat? Chat, always. Facebook or Instagram? What's Instagram again? Instagram. Instagram, but what's that? Instagram. <laughs> Facebook. So, yeah. Uh, music or sport? None of them. Mm, you have to choose one. Music, certainly. Music. Okay. Dog or cat? Dog. Work hard or play hard? Both. Nah, you have to go for one. Play hard. Play hard, all right. And last one, early bird or night owl? Early bird, very early bird. So you were hesitating with the music or sports. Why? Um, I should be doing some sports, but I'm not. You know, we just had the photo shooting, you know, and it looks that I'm gaining weight every single day, which I should be stopping. So I would need to do some sports and change a little bit of my eating habits as well. And uh, this is why I was hesitating about sports. I should, but I don't. So probably something to improve on what is your favorite sport watching or doing 
Doing, of course, doing. Doing. Um, running. And watching. Running. Running. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm really interested in, in in getting to know you with some from some different aspects. So I I don't think that we should uh, make a big secret out of the fact that we know each other for for more than ten years. But like I said, I was really looking forward to this conversation. So if you think back to your childhood and when you were a small kid, did you have a dream job? And if so, then what was it? Dream job? Um, I think I had a couple. One, one was certainly about cooking or be, be becoming a real professional cook. What I was driving my parents crazy that I started to prepare my dinner, my own small dinner, very slowly, very accurate, in a very fashion manner. And it took me like an hour. And while everyone was already finishing their, their dish, I just started then eating. And the other one, I was, I was planning to become a kindergarten nurse because of, I know I love kids and you know I thought you know I could I, I could do that. But I've been teaching teaching kids also quite a lot, so that was also on on the radar becoming a teacher. So a couple of couple of professions that I was looking after, but none of them came through in that manner. Mm-hmm. And what happened? So just just tell us about the journey that you had because obviously you're in a very, very different walk of life now from you know it's trying to be a, a cook and then to a kindergarten nurse to to what you do now how was the journey i mean i i've been doing all sorts of things while i was studying so i, I couldn't list you know i've been a postman i've been uh, working in factories i've been a bricklayer i've been a joiner i've been on a career break uh, working on a working on a joiner and and a bricklayer as well so i was trying uh, quite a lot of things but i, I realized at the end it's it's what really matters it's not what you are doing but but how you are doing and it what's what's the purpose behind all that so when i was trying to become a cook when i was uh, you know trying to become a teacher or i thought i i would be you know it it was always in my mind helping someone serving someone just a little bit being in the background and making a impact from there this is what's pretty close to my heart. So when I'm thinking about the, my purpose, which I came up with after many, many years, is, is serving others. And uh, when I'm happy and when I'm really satisfied, that comes from the fact that I made things moving, but through others. I don't care what, what people think about me, uh, really, but it's much more if I can make that impact. And if I have that, then it then it's great. So this is why I've been uh, teaching also kids. When they had some satisfaction, I was I was really, really happy. And the same in my job currently. So I've been a finance guy for quite long. I'm, I'm leading now the site, which is a little bit more complex. But again, moving things ahead and making an impact that it matters that it's me who is there and not, not someone else. Just leaving a little bit the the, the uh, footprint behind is is really what what is motivating me. So I think what I was thinking about in terms of delivering and making happen and bringing to life, this is what I'm doing now, and this is probably why I'm superly enjoying it. And where do you think this inner drive comes from that you that you want to help people and that you want to support them or see them grow? That's a good question. I don't know is the real answer. Probably we should be asking uh, my psychologist, but 
whatever I do, and it's not work-related, when it comes to my friends, when it comes to my families, uh, all what I'm doing outside of my job is, is somehow connected to that. And this is where I always land. I don't know, but I know that this is what gives me satisfaction and happiness. And uh, as it's like that, I'm just happy to go for it and, and do it. You've been in different roles, in different organizations in the past. Could you just share with us a memorable time or period from your career? What was it? Why did you like that period that much? I, I had many of them, really. And they were always different, so very, very different in, in every single role or every, every single company. But certainly what I can remember is probably two things. When I've been failing, so that, that somehow sticks uh, quite a lot in, in, in my memories. The other one is when I, when I made a significant personal impact. So when there was a really serious coaching discussion, these are the things I can, I can really remember. Certainly there are memories which are about you know, working day and night in the office, sleeping in the office, and then all those stuff. But, you know, that's BAU. But but what really stuck with me is, is, is really those two I've been mentioning. And just building on that, what are the things that you're most proud of? And this could be professional, this could be personal. Kids and trying to, or well, I think uh, we are growing them in a okayish manner giving them values uh, which are, which i think are are okay and setting them up for the future and also it's a little bit about sustainability teaching them in you know what we have on now on earth that's not going to be there forever how to how to be just careful uh, with all our goods that we have so just just bringing that mindset to life and having fun with the kids so if they are laughing at home if they are happy which is not always the case. There are every night tough moments, but but if if in general I feel they are happy, then I'm happy, and and then I'm really really proud about that. Great. Well, actually, one word just really um, hit my ears when you said value or values. What are your core values that you most stick with? I mean, we should probably ask my family and my colleagues what they think. But what we did, or what I did a couple of years back, is was a 720 analysis where all my friends, or many of my friends have been asked, many of my family members have been asked, many of my colleagues have been asked, peers, my bosses, my, my subordinates, so, so the whole team. And I was really, really happy that there was few a single items that were popping up and they were just the same. And that was uh, about being authentic, being super transparent, probably a little bit too much in some cases, and uh, trying to do the right thing. So I feel these are the ones which I'm, I'm really strong about and I, I'm also managing through those, those values every day. And um, I, I tend to be also black and white in, in some of the cases. Unfortunately, I have to say, especially when it comes to value. So there is no pardon uh, or so when, when someone is not delivering to those core values because I'm, I'm struggling to understand why on earth you just can't behave like that because that's the norm. That's my norm. Certainly others have other norms. And uh, that's my development area as well, just to get out of that norm I have and, and accept more other norms as well. So I'm learning and 
getting there slowly. Okay. I can 100% validate that uh, you could be very, very black and white when it comes to, to values. Um, you mentioned also failure as a driver or a potential driver that could help you grow or just learning from the mistakes or learning from the things that didn't play out the way that you, you wanted. Could you, and I know it's going to be a slightly different question, but um, could you share with us an example when you failed either to your standards or you failed that, you know, it could be anything. That when the outcome was definitely not something that you wanted, then what was it then? And what was the biggest learning for you? And how could you turn it back? I could say that there are no examples because it's it's been all perfect, but it's the other way around. I'm failing every every day, really. And if I'm calling back early times, if I'm also looking back what, what I regret in my life, like, um, you know, I had the chance on at the high school or during the high school to, to go to India for a year, but I was a little bit afraid, you know, on my own, getting there. I didn't know that much about India. It's too far, family, etc. So I, I really regret that because I wasn't brave enough. So certainly the, the learning there since then, uh, I know that I, I lost that an opportunity. And, you know, just praying blonde and uh, going for it and then see what happens is certainly one, one, one learning. The other one, and this is what probably I was referring to in terms of failures that really sticks with me when I'm messing up things, especially during my professional life or even, even private. But one professional experience is probably I had to uh, deliver a speech in front of many, 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 a uh, couple of hundred of guys. And I wasn't very prepared. The agenda agenda uh, changed uh, slightly at the beginning. And I was absolutely stressed how it's going to look like, what people are expecting from me to deliver, how I need to behave there, etc. So I went there and the message wasn't coming through at all. You know, I was trying to deliver what I thought I supposed to be delivered, but it wasn't coming from the inner. It wasn't me. It wasn't just, it was some words I, I've been uh, repeating there. So... And then I said, you know, uh, to the GM, I've been reporting to that, you know, I'm, I'm happy if you fire me that, that certain day because I think it was a real, real mess. And she said, well, it wasn't perfect for sure, but, uh, but you just uh, have to get on and, and live with that and, and do a better job next time, which probably I do. But the learning for me was about, and what I'm, what I'm still doing is, it's not about what's being expected, but it's really what's in you. This is what you need to express. So you need to bring in your own feelings, your, your own story, what you want to talk about and drive it that way. So bring yourself to life uh, rather than trying to bring other thoughts to life and then it's going to work. And uh, well, it's working in most of the cases. Great. Um, I know that you always want to make a difference and, 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 and you want to make an impact. If you had to choose, then what would you pick? You're a perfectionist or a maximalist and why? The perfectionist rather, I would say. Because to me, if I'm doing something, then it needs to be done in a perfect manner. Whether we always need to achieve the top or the highest bar, I don't think so. That's the aim, but I'm okay not being there. But the way we go up to 90, 95, 99% needs to be in the right manner and in the right way. Otherwise, you can get to the maximum without doing it in the right way, but I don't want to have that. Rather do it the right way, but get to 98 only. 
But then that's interesting because for me, it's more being a maximalist than being a perfectionist. Well, I would argue with that because I'm, I'm more referring to the, to get to 98, that needs to be done in a perfect manner. And um, I, I don't care whether it's 1998, 97, or, or 100 at the end of the day. But the how you get there needs to be perfect. Oh, well, this is how I interpret it. Probably it's different. And we might have different views on that, which exactly. is okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you've been uh, with the Retirement Fisher for one and a half years Correct. or close. So what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Thermo Fisher Scientific? Absolutely great place to work at. And why I'm saying that I wasn't keen to change jobs after, you know, I've been uh, 12 years with my previous company and I wasn't looking for any jobs. Uh, someone has been has been asking whether I would be interested. Uh, some colleagues here uh, that I'm really, really appreciating that have been asked that question. And uh, why it's been proven to be an absolutely great decision is because the values that are on the wall and that you uh, see everywhere else in the company and the mission and the vision that we are going after, it's not only on the walls. This is what we can drive. This is what everyone feels about. And this is what we, what we are supporting. And this is what really comes to life. And um, I can navigate the company simply through looking at the vision and the mission and the, and the values. Nothing else is really needed. And uh, that comes to life at all levels. So when I was having my interviewing uh, interview sessions, I was really impressed that up to the CLT uh, level, so the company leadership level, when I had my interview, the people mindset, the values that the company is talking about were 100% coming to life. So I said, if that works at the CLT level, you know, that must be a freaking great company. And, you know, I had luck and it's it's really a, a company like that. So I hope I'll, I'll enjoy that, that environment for many, 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 many years more. Yeah, speaking to, to many people across the organization, I, when I ask them what really defines us or, or what is the the best thing in the organization and, and most of the people said that the culture hmm. of the company how could you describe the culture in here? I think it's a it's a professional culture, but it's a family culture as well. You know, probably that that comes from the fact that Temo Fisher is spread across uh, the globe. It's been pulled together from different family businesses. I wouldn't describe Temo Fisher Scientific as a huge global company. It's more a family business which has hundred plus elements. Certainly, we want to be more. Uh, standard we want to be more global but still the feeling of that of that family uh, company is, is is there the trust is absolutely there so wh whoever i talk to it it's they are coming with the right intent and it's a very supportive environment and uh, back to the failure it's absolutely okay to fail certainly you need to stand up learn from it and do it in a much smarter manner uh, next time but no one is gonna bang on your head if you just if you just make a mistake. So that freedom that we live in, and that the that the leadership is providing to us, helps to be super efficient and is really helping to enjoy what I'm doing at least. But I I hope that's that's coming through to others as well. Mm -hmm. And getting back to the to the journey itself, 
if you had to to describe your personal journey in a sentence it could or it could be words whatever it's convenient for you then you know starting as a fresh graduate and looking at where you are now then how would you describe what was the journey like it was a very enjoyable and fun journey i would say so in 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 the first years as an auditor i, I certainly learned some real hardcore finance stuff and how to work really hard you know that was a time when i was uh, sleeping a couple of times in the office and always working on the weekends and all that and that was the reason why i changed as well because i felt the family and friends don't uh, even uh, recognize me when i'm when i'm getting home then certainly moving on to a pharma company i've learned a lot about how to lead teams how to engage them that was the first time i i, I became a team leader and and that was great experience and i had to also own uh, end to end processes and i had the ownership there and then uh, moving to a bigger uh, multinational company it was more the exposure global teams new processes transitioning in transitioning out dealing with some tough stakeholders where i've been again a couple of times failing and you know i had to learn and and, and pick up and uh, i think this is where i've also learned where how i can be myself and how i can uh, really lead who i am lead through who i am uh, probably uh, it's it's more appropriate to, to uh, put it that way and that helped me a lot it's just be yourself or i i can be myself and that's gonna be probably in most of the cases good enough and here certainly all that what i've been learning i can bring to the table and uh, I really hope it makes a difference and if it really it does make a difference then then I'm 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 really good so and the journey is going to go on so I'm I'm learning every day a new and new stuff certainly you know having you as my HR business partner certainly uh, we are not agreeing on everything but we are fighting through and 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 the lining and great conversations are always helping to move things ahead and I'm I'm really really enjoying that so Thanks for that by the way Tommy. No, thanks Mickey and, and on your point whether you you are making an impact or not, yes you do or yes you are. So the question is is it positive or negative? You that's know, a question, it, that's it, a good it, question it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, it does really matter, I think. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully hopefully the balance yeah. at the end is going to be positive. Yeah. But you know it's something what they say about publicity, so any publicity is good publicity. So <laughs> this is behind the science. You are listening to inspiring career stories brought to you by the Thermo Fisher scientific team in Budapest. Don't forget to save the Behind the Science podcast among your favorites so you don't miss out on new episodes. And now let's get back to where we left the discussion with our guest speaker. All right, just final question before we close this piece off. If you could just start all over, and if you think about the job opportunities that we have now in here uh, what would you pick and why a job from thermo fisher yes, scientific yes, yeah. mm-hmm. or any job any job i could name a few which would be probably even more helping society even more helping sustaining the world but at the end of the day how i started off if i think i'm i'm making an impact and if i th- if 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 i feel i can be myself and i if i feel that it's it's adding to the world really and it's helping my kids to 
have a, an Earth in 50 years' time as well. So whatever that would be, I would have would happy uh, doing that. And in this company, in terms of Fisher Scientific, simply looking at our mission, uh, this is what we are all for, sustaining the world. And, and therefore, I'm, I'm grateful for that, that I can do that in my working hours as well, not only outside, but during my working hours as well. So I probably, even if it, if it would be something similar, it will be very, very similar <laughs> uh, to what I'm doing now. So I'm feeling really grateful to the, you can call it to the fortune, to, to God, to w- whatever you believe in, that I'm in, in this position. And, you know, t- to that probably, I know it's a long answer, but, you know, what I'm thinking about sometimes that if I'm looking around, all my friends have problems or many of my friends have problems, Many of my colleagues have serious problems, private, some personal stuff in, in families, etc., or in the job. And um, I'm super lucky because there is always something happening, but I'm, I'm not having huge problems or huge issues in, in the private life. I'm, I'm not having huge issues in my, in my professional life. At least, you know, this is how I feel. Probably my boss would have a different opinion, but this is how I feel. So... I I'm, I always always think you know is that okay? Whenever I'm talking to my friends and coming up with a huge problem again, then shit. I mean, poor him or poor her, and again I'm the lucky one who is not facing that. So I'm sometimes struggling with that. Uh, is it okay not to have huge problems? And I'm sure it's gonna come, whenever it's gonna come. But only thing I wanna say, I feel super super lucky, and I don't know why is that. That I mean that uh, great place of, of the earth and in that great position but it's like that and I'm really enjoying that and I'm really really grateful in the next episode we will continue the conversation with Miklos Kotor let's have a short teaser from next week's episode who is serving really the, the, the purpose if it's about serving science who is really uh, serving science is it only guys who are you know in the in the, in the front line and and being the scientists or could they do without uh, our job in, in the background and i feel without us their uh, life would be very difficult or in many cases they could do the job Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, he can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you like today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join our team. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories and see you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Team in Budapest, Hungary. Produced by Brandfizz Employer Branding. Let's look behind the science in the next episode. <laughs>